welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friends. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com, and we're talking about such an important topic today in our walk with the Lord. It's our time in the Word. As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, not one of us would desire to remain a babe in the faith. We all desire to grow more in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Spiritual growth doesn't happen by osmosis. You have to be disciplined in putting God's truth in your mind. Spending time with the Lord and His Word will transform our hearts and compel us to obey God's Word. So as we grow in our understanding of God's word, we will develop convictions that will determine how we live or how we hope to live. God's word helps us to develop principles that we desire to live our lives by. This is the process of sanctification. C.J. Mahaney says, Sanctification is a process, the process of becoming more like Christ, of growing in holiness, This process begins the instant you are converted and will not end until you meet Jesus face to face. Sanctification is about our own choices and behavior. It involves work. Empowered by God's Spirit, we strive, we fight sin, we study scripture and pray, even when we don't feel like it. We flee temptation, we press on, we run hard in the pursuit of holiness, and as we become more and more sanctified, the power of the gospel conforms us more and more closely with ever-increasing clarity to the image of Jesus Christ, end quote. Growing spiritually is the most important step in our role as Christian wives and mothers. I don't have true wisdom to offer my family because true wisdom comes from the Lord and knowledge of Him. That's where it needs to be found. I know what you all are thinking right now. You're like, I barely have time to breathe. How am I going to fit in time with the Lord? But stick with me here today because I'm hoping that I have some tips that will motivate you or at least seem doable that you can work into your current season of life. I mean, the first step is very basic. Read the Bible. See, many believers don't even take the time to read God's word. Our culture lacks biblical literacy. We don't know what our Bibles say because we don't read them. We may be very good at listening to our pastor's sermon on Sunday or reading Christian books or using a devotional, but we need more than just a secondhand knowledge of what God's word says. We need to know what God says and not what someone else says that God says. And the problem with this is without firsthand knowledge of the scripture, we won't have good discernment to determine if these other resources that we're reading or listening to are sharing truth, or we don't understand the context of where they're coming from in God's word. Having good knowledge is important because as moms, we desire to pass down the truths of God's word to our children We can't share with them something we don't possess. And the best way to pass on your faith is to model it to your children. They need to see it lived out in your life, but they need to see your dependence on the Lord. And one way we do that is by them seeing us reading his word, that it's important to us. 
I'm going to share in a bit some thoughts on how whatever season of life you're in, ways or ideas of how you can get time in the Word on a fairly regular basis. I am just, um, I may, as I'm saying this, I'm sorry, I may, as I say this, naturally just state in the morning, okay? And I just wanted to get to this point before I move on. But as I'm talking here today, the reality is in the season of life you're in, it may not be in the morning, but just know that's just sort of a standard to me to say that. So don't, I don't want you to feel like I'm making this a law, okay? It may be for you in the afternoon, or it may be after your kiddos go to bed. The time of day doesn't matter. I just want to state that. You may have time to sit at the Lord's feet in his word more than once a day in your season that you're in. And that's so good. That would even be lovely, wouldn't it? But my hope is that you'll be reminded that we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the reminder from Jen Wilkin is, the heart cannot love what the mind does not know. That's a favorite quote of mine of hers because it is so important, ladies. Let me state that again from her. She says, the heart cannot love what the mind does not know. Before I dig in here, let me take a quick moment to talk about the issue of technology in our lives. And before I do this, I want to give a quick side note for my audiobook listeners out there because Christian Audio has a free download every month. And this month, the month of January just of 2018 here, it's 12 ways your phone is changing you. So I highly recommend it. If you haven't done it yet, go grab it and download it because it's a good deal because free is always great, right? So anyways, be... Um, as I was talking here, I was listening to a while back an episode of John Piper's, it's called um, Ask Pastor John Podcast, and the title of this particular one was called Don't Waste Your Mornings. I really appreciated the wisdom that he had to offer on making the most of our mornings, because in our technologically-minded world, we can very easily get caught up in checking our phones or email first thing in the morning before we have sat at the feet of our Lord. I'm so guilty of this lady, so many mornings. But some of the reasons Pastor John gave for doing this hit home with me. Um, I am guilty too many times of checking my phone before I check my Bible. And he just said that it may be, maybe we want to boost our ego to see how many likes we got on a Facebook status. It can also be a quick way to avoid responsibility or the hardships we have to deal with in getting our day started. Sometimes it's a desire to be mindlessly entertained instead of engaging my mind. And then he also asked us, you know, what if I would check my phone first thing in the morning and I'm the first one to come across some bad news in my email? Or what if on Facebook, instead of likes, I find hateful comments on a status, then I've not even taken the time in the morning to be prepared for the battle. So was that five minutes of me checking my phone worth being drugged down to small-minded things? So a better way is a good morning starts the night before. So if you're going to make good decisions in the morning, you need to plan ahead. So when you wake up in the morning, may it start first thing with a cry out to the Lord, letting him know you love him and need his help. Do this before you pick your head off the pillow. Cry out to him, Psalm 5.3, O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. So take the time the night before to set out your reading materials in the morning. And what are some of the benefits when we seek him first? Well, we're strengthened in the Lord for whatever the day may bring. We've not wasted precious time given to us by the Lord, and it is so much more freeing to check that phone after you've prioritized and put the important things first. 
you're also reminded how your heavenly father cares and loves you after sitting at his feet first thing in the morning. Jesus is enough. Your time hearing him speak to you through his word will be a sweet reminder all through the rest of your day. John Piper says, so I suggest that before you go to bed tonight, you make some choices and some plans and that you free yourself from the candy addictions and the habits of avoidance that have been ruining the strengthening potential for the beginning of the day, end quote. Psalm 139, 17 to 18 says, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God, how vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than sand. I awake and I am still with you. So I always think with the start of a new year, we all have goals and hopes and dreams to accomplish this year. And some of us may have written them down and others may just keep them in our head. And I know as a believer, one of the desires that's always in the back of my mind is getting more time with the Lord. So at the start of the new year, after I work through my spiritual priorities, and I have a podcast on that one, so check it out. It's episode 10. I like to sit and plan what my time with the Lord will look like in the mornings. And I have several thoughts I'm going to share today, and I'm hoping that one of them will resonate with you. So if you're not in daily fellowship with the Lord in his word and in prayer, that you'll be pondering how to make it happen as soon as tomorrow morning. So just a convicting reality here to share you from Donald Whitney in a most recommended read. It's called Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. He says, do you realize that tape recorded readings of the Bible have proven that you can read through the entire book in 71 hours. The average person in the United States watches that much television in less than two weeks. In no more than 15 minutes a day, you can read through the Bible in less than a year's time. So as I begin here, I want to talk first to young mamas with littles. Your days are going to be challenging to get quiet moments. Don't feel it has to be early in the morning. I love the thought of you reading God's word while your littles are underfoot so they can see it's an important part of your life. Or maybe you have a quiet time in the afternoon where everyone is reading or toddlers are playing or napping or doing something quietly while mama gets some time to read God's word. And another option is if you have littles around your feet, Do your time with the Lord out loud when with them listening along to you, give them a notebook and let them share with you, whether in writing or pictures, what they learned from the passage you read. But my biggest advice to you in this season is just pick a book of the Bible and read through it over and over. Use a dictionary to look up words to get a better understanding of the text. Ask yourself the simple who, what, why, when, and how questions so you can determine what is the literal meaning of the text, what's the historical setting, how does it fit in with the rest of scripture. And as you are reading, ladies, for comprehension, you're preparing your minds for a deeper study of the book. Maybe not now in this busy season, but possibly in a future one to come here soon. In this season, the best thing that you can do is to saturate your heart and mind with the word. Listen to the text with an audio vision of the Bible like you version. Listen in the car with the kiddos as you're running errands. Maybe you can only get longer reading time in the word one or two times a week. That's okay. You know, maybe Saturday morning your hubby gives you some extra time so you could spend a little longer time in the mornings in the word. So on those other days where time is truly limited to get in the word for a longer length of time, just sit and read or pray through a psalm or um, sit and read whatever book you're already working through and just read a few passages, meditate on those and pray over those. 
I also want to say that there is a place for those devotionals we all love so much. And you know what? I love them too. There are some really solid ones out there. I love Nancy Lee Walgamut's one called The Quiet Place or Paul Tripp's New Morning Mercies. But the problem with leaning on just a devotional for your time in the Word is that it's still someone else telling you what God says. There's a place for devotional reading, but your foundational and key reading should be in the scriptures. You won't build literacy in the word with a devotional. Your reading will be more on the emotional side, which appeals to us as women, but there's more benefit from devotional reading if you already have prior knowledge of the book of the Bible the text is referring to. If you have comprehensive knowledge of the text, you'll get even more out of your devotional reading. Plus, you'll have discernment to see if they're on the right track. George Mueller says, God is the author of the Bible and the only the truth it contains will lead people to true happiness. A Christian should read this precious book every day with earnest prayer and meditation. He says, but like many believers, I prefer to read the works of uninspired men rather than the oracles of the living God. Consequently, I remained a spiritual baby, both in knowledge and grace, end quote. Listen, again, I always say this because we are, we're all different, right? In different seasons, we handle stress and our time differently, but we can also be really good at making excuses for ourselves. You know yourself. And if you're making an excuse that you can't find time to get in the word, then I want you to make sure that you're being truthful with yourself because we can usually find time for the things that matter most to us. Babies go to sleep kids go to bed, so there's some time there to get in the Word. Think about your time online and in other places and the time it takes. Think about your TV watching or other books that you're reading. Your other reading may be seemingly good stuff, but the reality is you don't know it's good stuff if you don't have the discernment from being in the Word. So let's talk about some other options for being in the Word here. So maybe you're in that place where you're really ready to start a daily habit of being in the Word in the mornings. There's a three-minute rule that may be a great help in developing a morning routine habit from Kat Lee over at Hello Mornings. She also calls it her three-minute morning routine, and it's merely just starting a habit by doing three things that take less than three minutes. For the first minute, you pray through Psalm 143.8, The next minute, you check your calendar for the day. And the last minute, you drink a big glass of water. She calls it her God God plan and move, all right? Psalm 143.8 says, Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. I know you're thinking, well, how is that helping to me get time time with the Lord? Well, the answer I would give you is, is it's better than if you're not doing anything right now, okay? You need to start somewhere. And if you've had past past seasons in your time in the Word where you spent a lot of time, you may feel it's not enough. But the hope with this is that that it won't be enough, that it's going to develop into a habit, something that you're going to do without thinking. Habits are great, right? But that it would be much more than just the three minutes, but would entail a hunger to spend more time with Jesus and becoming a woman who meets with Jesus every day. The three-minute rule is literally just a starting foundation that you build on top of as time goes on. And we all know the reminder I'm going to give you. Nothing will happen unless you're intentional about your time. 
We need to plan, and this is a very simple starting place. I do encourage you to visit Kat's website, Hello Mornings, for more information, and she has a new book out called Hello Mornings pretty catchy title, huh? That would be a help to many busy women in a daily meeting with the Lord. I really enjoyed her book. I love her stories and how she works them in to make her text come alive and whatever point she's trying to put across. I think you'll enjoy this book and benefit greatly from it. So there's much more than I've shared here about this three minute rule. So I really recommend um, her book and her website to check out. I'll put those links in the show notes too. Um, it's really to moms in whatever season you're in. I really enjoyed my time in her book and it was just a good encouragement to me. So let's say you're already there, that you've already gotten in that, that time. You're already in the habit. You're beyond those three minutes and we're going to expand that. What if we expand it to 10 minutes a day? So what if you say, I'm in a busy season right now, but maybe you think I have more than three minutes, but I'm not so sure I have more than 10 minutes. 10 minutes with the Lord is better than no minutes with the Lord. The hope here is your goal when the season or day permits would be for a bit more time, right? But this may be the reality of your life right now, and that's okay. Listen, I'd be thankful for 10 minutes with my kids a day than no minutes with my kids a day, right? I love them. I love spending time together. It's not about the perfection of our time together either. I just love being with them. This is how I feel towards the Lord. I love him and I'm thankful to get those moments to sit with him. And usually those 10 minutes turn into much more because I love to be with him. So we have those 10 minutes. What do we do? And how many times have we read God's word, closed the book, and not remembered a thing we've read? I know I'm not alone in this one. And I want to encourage you to break down that 10 minutes to make the most of it. So one way to do it would be read the word for five minutes, meditate on a specific passage you're reading for three minutes and pray for the last couple of minutes. Our reading of the word is so good because it exposes us to the truths in the word, but meditation is the absorption of God's word into our hearts and minds. Absorbing the word is where we are transformed and experience God. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So when we meditate, we think deeply about what we just read. We may pray through the passage or ask questions of the passage. And when we do that all through the day, the Lord will bring that scripture to our mind and we will be able to remember what we read and work through it as we're washing dishes or driving to pick the kids up from basketball practice. It will stick with you. It will change you. It will convict you of sin and expose areas of your life where you need to line up with God's word. Donald Whitney has a great resource for you to print out and keep handy in your Bible. It's called Meditation Methods to guide you. It helps you to um, be guided in meditating through a passage of scripture and I'll link to it in the show notes. So then the last two minutes, right? We can then end our time in prayer, even praying through the passage or passages, whatever, how many that we chose to meditate on. Keep a journal to write down your thoughts as you work through the passage. Continue reading through one book of the Bible until you're all the way through it this way. And you will be amazed at how much you are changed by being in the word for even just 10 minutes a day. You'll be like, this is so good, I want more. So from here, take the time to plan how your morning time looks. What book of the Bible will you work through? Can you set your alarm to get up a bit earlier for more time? Are you in a season to be able to do that? Can you set out your resources in a special area so you're ready to go when you wake up? 
Is your coffee ready? I do love my coffee in the mornings. Another aspect to help with your time in the word is to pray the word. It's so helpful to have a list to pray through, but what about the simplicity of praying through God's word? I'd like to encourage you to take the time to end your morning time praying through a psalm or the passage you're working through. You can use God's word to pray through your prayer list. So if I'm praying through Psalm 23, it may look as simple as this. Lord, thank you that you are my shepherd. Please shepherd my family today. Make my children your sheep, Lord. You can work through that psalm line by line until you need to stop or the psalm ends or you run out of things to pray, which most likely won't happen. You never seem to run out of things to pray when you're praying the scriptures. All you need is your Bible and the Holy Spirit. Praying the Bible is a book by Donald Whitney. It was a resource that really helped me to foster the spiritual discipline in my life. So how about studying the word? So at this point, you're reading and meditating and praying through the scriptures daily, but you'd like to study the word. Where do you begin? I do have a post at the blog called Bible Study Help for Busy Moms and one with um, another post called My Favorite Bible Study Tools to give you some ideas. But I'm going to leave you a few of my favorite places to start. My first choice would be your church. When moms are in a busy season, having time to learn alongside other believers in person is a great place to start. If your church has a weekly study or Sunday school class, I really encourage you to commit and take the time to study the text on your own during the week between classes. How about, can you devote one day a week to study a book of the Bible a bit deeper on your own, maybe? One hour a week to dive a little deeper into the things of the Lord. And my favorite resource to recommend here is Jen Wilkins' online studies for free. They take you through a book of the Bible. She has Old and New Testament options. And in the process, you learn how to study God's Word on your own so you can take the tools that you've learned through those studies and work through a book on your own. She has several studies in the Old and New Testament free online. And now there's a few to purchase um, with the study guide and videos through Lifeway. They are great group studies, plus the accountability to get the study done when you're with a group is a huge help too. So maybe something you can start on your own or through your church. So when you do one of her free online studies, make sure you print out the weekly studies and keep them in a binder so you have it to look back to because when you're done with that study, you have just designed and made your own personal commentary on that book. I love that. You can even work through one week over the course of a month to not feel overwhelmed. And that's what we're doing together in the Thankful Homemaker Face group book um, group online. So if you want to join that, I'll put the link to that in the show notes if you're on Facebook. We just take one week at a mo- one week a month and we're going through the book of James right now. Jen Wilkin reminds us from her book, Women of the Word, How to Study the Bible with Both Our Hearts and Minds. She says, if we want to feel deeply about God, we must learn to think deeply about God. And my last resource that I highly recommend are the studies at Doorpost blog. Pam takes you through sections of the Bible inductively. She'll grab just a chapter and you can work at your own pace as all the studies of the past are free online. Check out her menu on the sidebar of her blog to find all the past studies. And she's just started an online membership site for easy access to all the studies and new ones and a way to keep track of your progress called mamasrefill.com. It looks like a very handy resource for busy mamas to get time in the word. 
I'm going to share a quote from R.C. Sproul here, and he really had such an impact on my Christian walk, and I'm so thankful for the ability to still learn from him, even though he is with the Lord now. Dr. Sprawl had such a way of making challenging doctrines extremely clear and understandable. If you've not read any of his works yet, start with the holiness of God. It's one on my list to reread this year. He says, Here then is the real problem of our negligence. We fail in our duty to study God's word, not so much because it's difficult to understand, not so much because it's dull and boring, but because it's work. Our problem is not a lack of intelligence or a lack of passion. Our problem is that we are lazy, end quote. Ouch, huh? But it's true, isn't it? It takes work and time to study God's word. It's much easier to sit with a book or devotional because it doesn't take as much effort. In an Ask Pastor John podcast recently, Pastor John Piper explained if you found out that you had bought a piece of property with buried treasure on it and your town's ordinances stated that if it's on your property, it's yours, you would sure start digging and working hard to find that treasure. He stated in the podcast, it really does come down to a matter of how desperate we are to get rich with true riches the riches of Christ and the wealth of his glory and his wisdom and his power for living the kind of radical Christian life this world so desperately needs, end quote. Psalm 19.10 says, More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. And Psalm 119.72 tells us, The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. So where will you start? Take the time today to determine what and when your time with the Lord will be and look like. Set aside the materials you need. Set an alarm clock if you need to and take the time today to sit at the feet of Jesus and draw deeply from the truths of his word. Can you just pick a book of the Bible to read through repeatedly? Three minutes? Ten minutes? Can you pray through a psalm daily? Are you ready to study the word regularly? I want to encourage you to start somewhere. It doesn't need to feel like this long and involved obligation. It's a sweet gift we have from the Lord that we can spend time with him. He wants to hear from his children. He wants us to know him. He loves us. Open the word and just begin. And may we be women who meet with Jesus every day. George Miller said, I saw more clearly than ever that the first great and primary business to which I ought to attend every day was to have my soul happy in the Lord. The first thing to be concerned about was not how much I might serve the Lord, how I might glorify the Lord, but how I might get my soul into a happy state and how my inner man may be nourished. I saw that the most important thing I had to do was to give myself to the reading of the word of God and to meditation on it, end quote. So I leave you with this. Jesus is enough always. I'm so glad for your time here with me today. To find the show notes and resources mentioned, head over to my home on the web, thankfulhomemaker.com. If you're on Facebook, I'd love you to join us at our Thankful Homemaker group page. Just do a search in Facebook and the group for Thankful Homemaker should pop up. Have a very blessed week, friends. Mm-hmm.